Welcome back. We haven't had one of these for a while, but as a reminder, this is Aaron Odom from Trident Theater in Sheridan, Wyoming, bringing you another, okay, here I go. Please don't laugh at me. You're going to laugh at me. Theater horror story. (laughs) There it was. (laughs) I I can't resist every single time. I have to do that and sound totally corny and stupid. But my guest today is uh, Liv Ruggiero from uh, Sydney, Australia, but only for a short amount of time. Isn't that right, Liv? Yeah, I'm moving to London. Soon to be from London. Yeah. Okay, so so you've been in Sydney for quite a while. So what's uh, what's prompting this change coming up? Look, just theatre opportunities. So I went yeah. last year to the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh. I think we talked really briefly about that when I was on with Gem and Rubes. And I really loved it. I loved I loved working over there and, and meeting theatre people and creating connections. And I thought to myself... I'm still relatively young. I've still got some, you know, yards left in me. I can um <laughs> I can sort of, you know, pack up my life and and try and have an adventure and and work in a foreign country and yeah. Right, so right. London called and I was like, okay. <laughs> bye, Sydney. Called, called you in the clash. Awesome. Um, but that but even though I mean you've already kind of been in a market over there you've been in the edinburgh french festival and you're going back so that sounds like a wonderful a wonderful thing to be doing and hey you know (laughs) with a lot of actors on strike right now it's just fortunate to have that work available yeah absolutely no and i I do really love the uk i really love edinburgh like i'd happily live in scotland but i don't know if there's quite enough theater work for me in scotland but london definitely so yeah that's where i'm headed in literally three weeks and four days so it's oh my gosh uh well last time we chatted you were just getting ready to put on little women and i saw some amazing reviews on your on your social media so it sounds like that was just a stellar production. Oh, it was smashing. I'm so proud of them and what they've achieved. We're actually having um, a little watch tonight of some of the um, footage from the Aww. show and with some of the cast, little reunion we're having here at the house. So that'll be lovely. And yeah, look, the show went so well. I'm, I'm so proud of them. It was just wonderful. I had the best time and they had the best time. And that's so important. And, you know, fostering young people to love theatre and and keep coming back to theatre so that theatre has a future, which is just, yeah. 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 And, and, and they all know you're leaving. You're not going to be dropping a bomb on them tonight, are you? No, (laughs) no, they know. (laughs) Can you imagine? Don't even tell them. Just, I'll just send them the link to this episode and we'll just. I'll get you to tell them. <laughs> and here are the pizza rolls, and I'm leaving in three weeks. Um, <laughs> no, they definitely know. They're they're a bit devastated. I'm a bit devastated. Uh, yeah. But they understand that that's life, and it happens. And you know, I'm only a WhatsApp or a FaceTime away, so it's, right, it's, um, right. it's not goodbye forever. It's just a brief pause and a see you mm-hmm. later. 
And, you know, the thing about that is coming from an educational background, I've had a lot of students who, you know, when you're a teacher, like your, your ambition is that your students go out and do better than you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and so I, I think that that is a reminder to a lot of those students too, like, hey, you can have a life here in Sydney, but there is another life where you can have maybe more consistent work or maybe a different type of work or, op, uh, you know, uh, access to more opportunities, I guess I will say. And yeah. coming from, you know, where I am in a rural town in uh, the middle of America, you know, a lot of kids are like, wait, we can do that? And I'm like, yeah, I guarantee you. Several of my former students who are doing much better than I ever did have been guests on this show. So they're they're out there. They're out there. Yeah. So good on you. Way to lead by example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Liv, I brought you here for a reason. Oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I know we were talking beforehand and you're going, eh, I don't know that I have a, a, a big one, but I'm like, I guarantee you, you know, um, I just talk to somebody right now in my hometown right now this week is our big rodeo and i heard somebody talking to a it was either a rodeo clown or somebody who had to go up and sing the national anthem or something like that and they said oh you're you're going up there to do that huh and they're like yeah yeah i really enjoy it and they're like man i could never do that and like oh really what do you do he goes well i'm a bull rider <laughs> yeah i couldn't do that either <laughs> i couldn't do that I'm a steer wrestler, but you get me out there and talking in front of people. So, <laughs> Look, we all have our strengths. We all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. And the reason I tell these stories is that for those people who might be bull riders and and can't uh, get up and say uh, a line of scripted text. So, <laughs> so Liv, I want to hear it. Lay it on me. What you got? Oh, I've got tons of little things that have gone wrong over the years, you know, like oh, yes. people forgetting props on stage. I remember mm -hmm. I was doing, I was doing a run of Phantom and um, there's a scene, I was playing Christine and my Madame Giri, she came on stage and it's that scene just before the big Phantom of the Opera song. So like the Angel of Music and okay. yeah, Madame yep. Giri says, you know, he is pleased with you. And she gives Christine this like note, but it's from Raoul and it's the little Lottie note, you know, and then the little Lottie mm -hmm. music starts. And for some reason, and obviously I'm on stage, like Christine's on stage most of the time, so I don't know what's going on backstage. I have no idea. But my Madame Giri comes on and she's got nothing in her hand. Like there's nothing. There's no piece of paper. And I'm meant to be reading a letter. And she just sort of, <laughs> she just sort of awkwardly presses nothing into my palm. Here you like, go. Just, just, yeah, just, just presses like nothing. And I sort of close <laughs> my hand and I'm kind of looking at her like, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, where's my little heart? You know what I mean? Like panic eyes. And she's just like nodding at me, like with really <laughs> wide eyes, like intensely, like, just keep acting. Whatever you do, keep acting. <laughs> this is not my fault. This, this like whole letter had been written on like something that fit in my palm <laughs> that I could read. Um, so I'm sitting there, little Lottie thought of everything and nothing. Like, and it's just so awkward. But that was one. That's a little one. But yeah, oh my basically word. what had happened is the prop lady had lost the letter and my Madame Jiri had gone to get the letter off the prop table and it wasn't there and she had to go straight on stage. Like there was no time. It was one of those really quick sort of transitions. So she just was like, okay, girl, I'm going on with nothing. And I was like, nobody thought to just like tear a piece of paper out of a notebook or anything. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we, we got through it. 
I had something like that happen. I was directing a play. Uh, it was for a high school called Done to Death. And it was all based on like mystery authors and everything. And one of the mystery authors was uh, Ian Fleming. So, you know, you have like a, a James Bond type character meeting the bad guy at some point or some, you know, one one of his agents or something. And the script says the bad guy has like a piece of paper that has all of the directions for turning off or defusing a bomb or something like that. Then instantly it's supposed to vanish or burn up into smoke. So I had a friend, he's a former guest, he's a, he's a magician in Vegas now, John Rodolini. And I said, buddy, I need some help. Just a quick effect like that. He's like, oh, uh, you just get flash paper. I'm like, oh, what's that? So for those of you that don't know, it's like a piece of highly, highly flammable paper. So it's, uh, 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 you know, if you're talking about it, it's the flash point on it is very low. So it doesn't take a lot of heat to get it to actually burn. And then when it burns, it goes so quickly that, I mean, once it lights, you could just let it go and it's gone. So I had it work brilliantly in dress rehearsal and tech and everything then naturally yeah so <laughs> here's the way he said to do it he said okay what you could do is and i'm i'm spoiling a, a magician trick he gave me a couple different ways and one of the ways was why don't you have your character hold like a cup of coffee or something you put a little tea light in there you know uh, just a tiny little candle and then all he has to do is put the thing on top of it and it'll just go poof yeah. <laughs> i'm like oh okay that'll work and there was one night, it was my fullest house, and the man is looking at me, and he's like, well, I can't remember the line, but it went something like this. And he's like, well, you'll never see them now. And he puts it on there, and the motion of putting the thing on there blew the candle out. Oh, no. So he's just sitting there with a piece of <laughs> paper. happened. Yeah. And yeah. then my actors were, were great. They're like, we need to move the scene along. And he just goes, huh. Where did it go? And you're staring at him, still holding it on top of the cup of coffee. And then he just like slides it down and pushes it under a couch with his foot. <laughs> so quick. Like, well, okay, that'll work. It worked. <laughs> they improved out of it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just keep going. James Bond didn't see him slide that under the couch. Yeah, <laughs> panic eyes, panic eyes. Yeah, um, yeah. We've had a few like things go wrong in puppets. Gosh, there's so much that could go wrong in puppets. Oh, and and that's your that's your show where all of your ex boyfriends are puppets. Yeah, okay. My ex my ex boyfriends are puppets. Exactly. I love that. That's how everyone remembers it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So there's a scene uh, in that where not to give anything away, but I sort of um tie up Ernie, who oh boy, like is in. Uh, egotistical Ernie Sesame Street Ernie I tie him up and I sort of duct tape his mouth um oh my god so wrong out of context <laughs> I promise in the show it makes total sense and it didn't go see the show after. it does actually work out <laughs> I've never actually kidnapped someone it is all done in the name of theatrical you know context anyway so I'm duct taping his mouth and my stage manager on this particular run of the tour last year. She was amazing. She would set everything every night and she had the duct tape and it was like um, two pieces of duct tape that were taped together in a cross. Okay. So I could just literally pop it over his mouth and it would be done. But it was done in a very specific cross where there was clearly a wrong way and a right way up. Do you know what I mean? Like it- uh, Okay, okay. If you, yeah. So naturally being me and I'm in the moment and I'm singing Screw Loose from Crybaby, 
Um, because that's what you <laughs> sing when you are tying someone up. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> naturally. And um, I grabbed the tape and I duct taped him the wrong way. So it was really awkward. And the whole audience started laughing. And I'm thinking they're laughing because it's funny. Because it is funny. It's meant to be a funny scene. <laughs> and my stage manager's up the back just like losing it. And I'm thinking, what's going on? And then I looked and I'd realized I duct taped in the wrong way. Whoops. Anyway, not a big, not a big thing but like just (laughs) and in that same show I somehow managed to my hair is half up half down in that show and I at some point I must have gotten really distressed and really in the moment and I ran my hands through my hair and I ended up having this like lion's mane sort of thing where half my hair came out and it's staticed and it just stayed up for now. Oh, no. and I couldn't see this obviously but everyone's laughing and then I get off stage and I was like oh my gosh what happened to my hair but um, see that, so- that sounds like it would work out because you're being very exasperated by the state of all these numbskulls that you've been dating so yeah, yeah I, I like yeah, that it, I like that it's, it, it, look it worked it just wasn't great for me um <laughs> My big one happened. I was not on stage. So it was my first time directing. Oh yeah. boy. Um, and it was my it was the beginning of my illustrious career as a director, but it was not the beginning of my illustrious career as a sound operator. Uh, oh. And oh. Okay. All <laughs> and right. I tell this story all the time to remind people that I'm human and I stuff up, particularly when I'm directing. I'm like, guys, I really want to remind you that I make mistakes. And here is the story of how that happened. Um, I <laughs> was directing, it was my first time, and I was directing a production of Into the Woods Junior. Okay. Um, yep. Which is quite, uh, you know, a risk when you're a first time director and you don't know the children that you're going to be working with to be like, let's do Into the Woods. That seems like a safe choice. Anyway, it was great. Well, and, and, and you know, that's that's one of those funny ones because I've seen productions of that too, where it's like, I, I think primarily that show only does the first act of the play. It does. So it doesn't even go into the really weird parts about... You know, I got my happily ever after, but now what? And everyone dies. Um, <laughs> everyone <laughs> dies. <laughs> Into the woods. To um, heck with the giant. We don't need that. Yeah. Uh. And I was working with a great bunch of kids. Some of them were in Little Women. So we've been working together for a while. But this was our first venture together. And look, that show was just riddled with sort of messes because we started it. And we had three weeks in person in rehearsal, and then our country went into a little lockdown. Um, oh, that the, uh, twenty-one um, that lasted about three to four months. So we rehearsed for an entire term and a bit on Zoom. And I'd never directed a show, let alone had to try and direct a show over Zoom with a bunch of kids oh. that had, like, most of them were making their main stage debuts I think two of them had done a musical previously but we had 30 kids in this show and 28 of them had never done a musical so it was stressful enough as it was and I remember the week that we got back into the studio and we were in person and I'm thinking gosh I just hope that they know what they're doing because we only had about (laughs) five or six weeks before we were on stage and so we blocked the entire thing on zoom we they'd learnt the music well I think they'd learnt the music it's really hard to rehearse music over zoom Anyway, but they did it and it was great and it was looking fantastic and the costumes were had arrived and and we got to the theatre and the way we were doing the show, it was the first time this company had done a show before. So we were teching in the morning and then we had the show in the afternoon. 
Okay. Yeah. So we had a really short tech period. We had four hours to take. Oh my God. I, here I said, oh yeah. Okay. As though that's a normal thing. That's oh not a normal God. thing. That is so not normal. That's not a normal thing. You have like an entire week. Oh my God. And it's oh my boy. first time. I'm a first time director and I'm just like stressed out of my brain anyway, going, I don't know what I'm doing. I've just basically hoped that I've learned enough having been directed. <laughs> and so I get to the theater and I probably should have checked this beforehand, but I kind of asked our producer, I was like, so um, can I speak to the lighting and sound designers and techs and whatnot and just chat to them about, you know, what we need to get done in the next four hours? And she went, we don't have lighting designers or sound designers or I know, right? Like your eyes just popped out of your head. And that was my reaction to it. I'm thinking, be very calm, Olivia. Be very, very calm. And I was like, okay, so she's like, we've got a lighting, like a tech up there, but he's not a lighting designer. And I went, oh God. Okay. Yep. Okay. So I jumped up into the bio box and I am chatting to the lighting guy. I was like, so do you know how to operate this desk? Cause I don't know how to lighting up. I've never lighting up <laughs> in my life at this point in time. I've never lighting designed. And he's like, yeah, I know how to operate the desk. What do you want? And I was like, so can we program some lighting cues? And he goes, oh no, all of the lighting cues have to be done on the fly. You can't program. Oh, so yeah. If I'm imagining this now, you're thinking like, okay, so I have to be up here and telling you, and now go. Yes. Or on a headset somewhere, and yeah. So oh. I basically that's that's well that's where the decision was made that I would be in the box for the show, and I had a few staff members who would basically stage manage, but they didn't know the show. I was the only person that knew the show beside the kids, mm -hmm. uh, because they'd never seen the show. So we. I sort of said to him, okay, so what lighting states can you give me on the fly? Do you know what I mean? Like, what am I working with here? So we sort of went through them and there weren't too many, which probably was better because then I didn't have too many choices and I wasn't thinking. So right, I quickly right, ran, right, through right. My, ran through my script and wrote down some lighting, you know, blue here, green here, red here, like <laughs> these haphazard um, lighting cues. And then I said to him, okay, so who's sound opping? So when you do a junior show, MTI, we love you, MTI. Thank you, MTI. They send MTI is you. Great. MTI is great. Um, we they send you a um like a backing track pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a whole track of those things, like files, and then you just hit go on your computer. Yeah. Yeah, and we didn't have a live band, so we were planning on using these. But I thought that I would have a sound op who would be running. Oh that. no! No, is the answer to that question? I did not have a sound op. Um, it was me. It was you. I was, I was the sound op, and it was all going so 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 well. Um, and so we we're in. We've, we've teched the show as best we can. We've done like a quick run, and it's only a show that goes for sixty minutes. So really, a four hour tech is okay. Right. Okay. Um, it's yeah. more just making sure the kids know where to go on and off, and they you know from the wings and things like that, and the entrances, oh. and making sure that they you know know their spots on the stage and and all of that. That was where we basically spent our four hours, and me going, okay, I need red here, and then making sure that I press the right sound up button, and we'll get to that in a hot minute. Oh my! So oh my God! So wait, <laughs> let me just put this all in perspective again and summarize where we are and, you know, uh, where we why... are is stressed. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm definitely there with you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I've, I've met a lot of people who have been Aaron for a 40 something. You've got a lot of silver in your beard. And I'm like, it's because I've done high school theater, but uh, <laughs> that's not true. I love my high school theater days, but rehearsing this for months 
taking a huge break in the middle because of a pandemic, trying to get everybody to rehearse online. For those of you that don't understand the difficulties in, in music on Zoom, well, not everything is 100% live on Zoom. So when you say music, you go and you press the button, they might not hear that for a few seconds after you've started it. So we have all of that to find out you have one lighting operator, no designer, and nobody at all running sound. Cool. Yeah. Did I summarize that? Oh, God. Basically. And so, and we've got, and Into the Woods is a show that has a lot of lead roles, obviously. So we only had, I can't even remember how many microphones we had, but we had to do mic swaps in the show. Oh my God. But do you know what? We were getting through it. Okay. Yeah. And so just to prerequisite this whole conversation, I just started teaching uh-huh. singing and I had Phoebe who was playing Cinderella and she was one of my very first singing students and she's still with me. So she's one of my longest running singing students. Actually, she is my longest running singing student now. Shout out to Phoebe. Phoebe. <laughs> and, and she knows what's coming because she was there. <laughs> <laughs> she, her parents had said to me that they had done Greece the year before. And the sound was terrible, apparently. Like there was lots of oh, problems God. with microphones and cues and all sorts of things. And Evie, her mum, had literally said to me before the show, and I didn't know these people very well. I just met them six months before this, barely had seen them because we'd been on Zoom. And she sort of said to me, just please make sure the sound's good, Liv, because the sound's always terrible and it's always my kids. So I have this <laughs> in my brain, okay? Uh, <laughs> but no pressure. Saying, good out there and good, a good show, though. Like, Evie and James, Phoebe and James's parents are <laughs> two of my closest friends now. So we got through this ordeal. I just want to say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> there is a, you know, happiness at the end of this. Uh, but <laughs> not right now, because we're in the show. It's all running smoothly. We get to scene four I think it is so there's like five scenes in Into the Woods Junior scene okay, yep, four. Yep, yep. so we're nearly at the end of the show and Phoebe had worked so hard to learn on the steps of the palace because it's not our easy scene and it's really hard oh that's a tricky song yeah she was 12 and she was she had done so well with it and I was so proud of her we get to the song. Oh gosh, I can't even talk about it. I'm so traumatized. <laughs> For my listeners, I'm looking at Olivia like her hands are shaking and she's 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 starting to sweat. No, I'm just kidding. It's been 84 years. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. Um, okay, so I get to the song and I press play, and we're going, and then I went. And I cued the lighting guy and I remember it so clearly. His name was Paul. Shout out to Paul. I was like, Paul, give me a blue or something. I don't know what color the light was. Mm -hmm. Told him to go. Went to scroll down on my computer to get to the next song. Oh, God. And I accidentally hit stop. Now, on this system, (laughs) she's in about 15, 20 seconds into the song. Uh So... At, in this system, when you hit stop, it automatically goes back to the start of the song. It doesn't just the pause song. where it's at. Oh. So I couldn't just quickly press and keep it going. It had gone all the way back 15 seconds. So and I just remember freezing in the booth oh, and no. Paul just looked at me and went, what happened? And I just started to cry. I was oh. crying. I was crying in the buy box going, I, I can't, no, I can't, I can't go back. She, the, this 12-year-old, Phoebe, she kept going. She just kept go- She didn't stop. She There's a video of it. Literally, She kept singing. She, just, she kept singing. And what is even more amazing, she stayed in tune the entire time. Oh, <laughs> now that, it. oh. 
oh my god but I'm sitting there in the buy box crying and going what do I do thinking to myself can I scan forward do I do I risk it like what do I how do I fix this for the whole two minutes or however long that song is just like panic stations and also in the back of my brain going her mother told me (laughs) (laughs) and it was her children and it's my fault I did it I broke it like I said she was amazing she kept going and she did not miss a beat like it was like she had rehearsed at acapella for six months and and kept in tempo too like she did and just kept acting at the end she got the biggest bloody applause because obviously the audience realized it wasn't meant to like the music wasn't meant to cut out 15 15 seconds into her song so so bad got to the end of the show went downstairs and the first person I saw was Evie her mum and I just remember grabbing Evie and going, I'm so sorry. It was me. I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> oh, so no. awful. Oh, my gosh. I've never never quite forgiven myself for that. Um, but 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 what was their reaction? Were they like, yes, oh, and look, never touch it? No, no, never touch it. Never touch the sound operating <laughs> button again. The, the screwed up thing was I've sound opt for like four shows now. So yep. someone keeps trusting me and something goes wrong every time. So clearly, like, it's not my strong suit. People stop hiring me to be a sound up. Um, <laughs> or, you know, it. hey, hey, how about this? Uh, there are plenty of technicians out there who would like a job or at <laughs> yeah, least a, a line on their resume. Come on. Uh, like we can no, we can figure this they out. Thought, they all thought the show was amazing and, and it didn't mm. matter. And she she kept going and that was great. But what sort of was icing on top of the cake the following year we were doing oh, a lot. I know, right? No, wait, it keeps going. Um, Biebs was playing Jasmine and her brother, Seamus, was playing the genie. Okay. And it was Seamus's turn uh, to get oh, screwed no. with this. So we, I'd had the conversation with Evie. You know, it was always their children. I'd stuffed up and into the woods, and I was so determined. I was like, no matter what happens this year, these kids are getting good sound, right? I'm going to press play and not touch anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Got it. And I did. That show I did, but it was the mics that were the problem because. Oh, my God. <laughs> the show opens. Aladdin Jr. opens with the genie. I mean, Aladdin yep. opens with the genie. We all know that, right? Like, we yeah, all yeah, see yeah, yeah. If you haven't, mm-hmm. go and check yourself and sit there for yeah. an hour and a half and watch the show. Yeah. Um, and so we got to the start of the show. And I'd had a lighting op and a sound op this time. And I was just calling the show from the buyer box. So it wasn't yes. kind of really my fault, but there was also nothing I could do about <laughs> it, which made it so stressful. I was so not in control. And this show starts and Seamus starts to talk. Um, so um, and good evening, my friends. And his mic is not working and there is no sound. And it is a 300 seat auditorium and it is just, there is, it was just bad. And I'm sitting there in the buyer box going, I think it was Chris. I can't even remember. Look, I blocked him out of my mind. I'm so angry at him still. I was like, Chris, I was like, where is Seamus's sound? And he's like, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm like, no, no, no. I need Seamus's sound now. Not you working on it. Where is Seamus's sound? <laughs> and he's like, like, we went through the whole first scene. We got about a minute into Arabian Nights before Seamus got mic sound. Oh. Um, and yeah, so what, what what was the issue? Like, was it just a shorted wire or something like that? I have or no just, idea. I don't or just, know a, you know, he was. looked on the board and went, oh, this button's not on. Push and I do, there it know. Is, so. I do remember saying to him, I was like, have you turned it on? 
which sounds so stupidly obvious. <laughs> the IT solution to everything. Have you tried restarting it? And... Yeah, have you rebooted the system? He's like, I'm getting sound through the headphones. I'm like, I don't care that you're getting sound through the headphones. I'm not getting sound through the speakers. And I need it. Please fix this problem. I don't know what went wrong, but something obviously was just not connected or, or transmitting or something. But mm-hmm. yeah. Now, I know with working with younger actors like that, sometimes they don't realize that the sound is not working. So I got to ask, did Seamus just go? No, he knew. He oh. knew. Um, he kept going. Like, um, <laughs> he was like, oh, well, keep going. Uh, yeah, he, he knew. He came off stage after the show and he said to me, my mic wasn't working for the first bit. And I went, yeah, I know. I was there. Thanks for letting me know, mate. Like, really appreciate it. No, he he knew, and he he tried to project as much as he could. But it's a three hundred oh. seat auditorium, and he's like a, I think he was thirteen or fourteen at the time. Most and the music is playing over it. Yeah, and it, and that's coming through the speakers. And you're just hearing somebody way off in the distance going, "Good evening, ladies and gentlemen." <laughs> Hello, it's me. I'm back here. Um, yes, very oh God, very awkward. Thank uh, goodness that I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I stuff up any music in a lot and I didn't stuff up any music in Shrek by some miracle but yeah look there's and I didn't I, we had a live this is why we had a live penis for little women because I was mm-hmm. not risking it I was not yep. doing it yep always helpful to maybe have that live accompanist there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh well Liv those are wonderful and those are those moments that you know, in the audience, we sit there and go, mm, I bet somebody's having a rough day. And we're <laughs> up there in in the box, like, you know, tearing our hair out and, and you know, hoping crying. that crying and hoping <laughs> those actions will just uh, appeal to the gods of theater who are like, you're right. We will bless this show now and, and make everything work. <laughs> oh, do you know, we're all human. And that was the life lesson that I learned in Into the Woods in that moment. It's just unfortunate that Phoebe, the 12-year-old, had to cop it. But she kept coming back for more. So something must have, you know, she must have enjoyed herself a tiny bit, even if she well, had to sing an and it would be nice. song a cappella. Oh, my uh, gosh. And it would be nice to have somebody there who's like, oh, you know, what you should probably do is make sure that you hit the button and don't hit it again. That would be a great idea. Oh, wow. Liv, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, it sounds like... <laughs> I think I think it's great to have those moments because, you know, kids kids will uh, latch on and find a role model in somebody who is in in, in a, you know, what I guess, administrative or guiding post like that, you know, Uh, and for us to have those moments where we're like, sorry, that didn't work. Uh, it's good for them to realize, oh, this is live theater. Okay. I mean, I just got back from Broadway last week and there were a couple moments in our Lion King where I was like, oh. I think maybe they should have worked on that a little bit. This show's been going on 27 <laughs> years and these, um, I guess I got some new cast members. Okay. Hey, that's okay. Still enjoyed the show. <laughs> I love the Lion King. It's a great oh show. Um, oh my word. Uh, it was so Every time beautiful. I go to New York, I see that show. It's so yeah. great. Yeah. So it's good to know that they stuff up too. <laughs> oh, we all do. We all do. I mean, I'm listening to your things about microphones not working and I'm thinking of stuff that I've been in where I'm like, oh, I wish I could have helped that. But, uh, you know, I had <laughs> other jobs to do. Uh, so, wow. Well, Liv, that's awesome. Those were terrifying. Uh, I don't think there's a single bull rider in the Sheridan Wild Rodeo who would have pulled that off with such a plum. <laughs> okay, I can't do their job either, so it's all right. You know, there you we'll just go. all stick to our trades, and my trade is not sound opping, and that's what we've learned today, okay? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Liv, I wish you all the broken legs in London in the future. Hopefully we'll get you back on here for another episode. But to all my Eumenidites, this has been another theater horror story. We'll find another one sometime and I will catch you later. Ta-ta.